episode of the Born to Fly podcast. This is part two of my interview with Mindy Kiker. If you haven't heard the first part, I really recommend to go back a couple episodes and listen to the first part with Mindy Kiker. Mindy is the founder of Flourish Riders and Flourish Gathering. And in the first episode, we talked about the inspiring backstory of how Mindy started these initiatives. There's a lot of nuggets there about self-worth and perceptions and much more, um, but also about how Mindy collected feedback from her readers early on and how that helped her and her partner, Jenny, shape the Flores Writers community. So in this episode, we will touch more on tips on building community, online community, not using social media, and a very nice mistake that Mindy made that she learned a lot from and we can actually learn a lot from as well. So a little bit about Mindy. Mindy grew up making sandcastles by the sea. She lived in Hawaii as well and in South Africa. And now she's the co-founder of Flourish Gathering and Flourish Writers. There they publish Bible studies and devotionals, workshops, online conferences and training courses. Mindy makes her home in Florida with her husband and four sons. Enjoy part two of my interview with Mindy. So, you know, you build community through content that you were sharing. You build community through teaching stuff. If there are listeners who are thinking about building community, what would be your top tips that you would give them? So, first of all, it's really to have a heart to gather the people who desire to experience a transformation in something that you can genuinely be an authentic guide mm-hmm. to. So do not try to build community around something that's not you or that or that you you read somewhere. These kind of communities are thriving and I'm going to do one like that even though it's not my experience, it's not my passion, but I think I could coach that. No, like don't do it. It's not going to feel good. It's not going to it's not going to work. Because we all battle enough with like imposter syndrome. Imagine if you really are showing up in something that's like not your core experience or your core skill set just because you're trying to find something marketable. Like, don't do that to yourself. Life is too short. It's not going to be fun and it's going to feel, you're, you're going to feel like an imposter mm-hmm. and you are. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it comes back to what we started our conversation with. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So, so you, you are, you're looking for that overlap where my passions, my experience, my areas of competency, you know, sometimes we talk about your, your areas of genius. That's kind of fun, but just what do you just live and breathe? And you have seen other people in your personal life seek you out for that. Oh, ask Jane. She'll, she'll be able to help you with that. You know, ask Mindy. Oh, she's amazing at that. People notice when you walk in leadership, victory, and grace in an area. Mm-hmm. That's what you want to be gathering community around. And it's especially ideal if that place of strength comes from what was a weakness or something that you had to overcome. So having a story of overcoming, then you can identify with the people who are still struggling. You don't ever show up with all your, look at me, 
okay, don't ever show up with look at me, look at me. But the, the message that you give is I am a trustworthy guide because I was right where you are. Like, I know, I have such empathy. I remember clearly what that was like and and why it was so hard. And so you connect with the heart of that person with an understanding of the pain points, those felt needs. What are the things, the words, the phrases that come out of their mouth that says, oh, this is just so hard for me. That's where you're connecting bringing yourself as just a humble example of how there is life on the other side of this thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that the kind of the first tip for community building is it has to come from a place of personal struggle and personal overcoming for it to, to mean anything. And for you to be able to show up in your full glorious power that is humble and kind and gentle and welcoming and inviting. And then secondly, give people something they can join, something they can sink their teeth into. People can't wrap their minds around something that's too vague. You need to niche down until you have an offering that people can say, oh yeah, that's what I want because I'm here I want to move to there. So it's all about a transformation, a change, moving from A to B. And I can see that. Ideally, if it has some kind of beginning date and end date, that would be nice. It doesn't have to have to. And I know, you know, some of you are a little more organic and you're not, you know, you're not as like uh, prescriptive and you're not out there creating a model on something that you're teaching, but maybe it is more lifestyle, more experience, something like that. So it might not really have a, a beginning and an end, but even within that, you can create little initiatives, themes, focuses, challenges, fun, something, mm-hmm. you know, where you're focusing energy on something smaller and it's something people can join. So the key is they need to see themselves in that thing, they need to see a new skill or a new mindset or a new attitude or a new habit that they're going to be able to develop when they join you in that thing. And then people are going to need to to know, like, and trust you before they will part with any money. So you don't need to do free stuff forever, but you do need to give them a taste of you (laughs) in a meaningful way that they're not having to pull out their pocketbook. Because it's going to be slow going with community building if everything is behind a paywall. You know, there you could get into a debate about I know, but then I built my list with all these freeloaders, and that's why you very carefully uh, you create opportunities to get people together, and then when you do offer something for sale, it just needs to be well thought out. And it needs to match like style-wise, brand-wise, thematically-wise with what you've been offering. Mm -hmm. Once people get inside your community and they meet each other, like I hope and pray that you have the, you know, the good fortune that we have had at Flourish Writers that when people meet each other inside the community, they're like, oh my word, these are my people. Mm. Like this is my place. I just, I like the kind of person that is attracted here. It's 
you know, a certain outlook on life, on ministry, on your craft. We just received an email this week from a, lo a longtime academy student, and she said, I've been exploring other communities all through the years, but just recently, I just kind of felt like, I think I might need, you know, something else. And she said, I'm, I just wanted to write in and say that what you have created is so unusual and so very special. And the way that people inside flourish, cheer each other on, like genuinely excited for one another's accomplishments and how incredibly generous everyone is with their time, with their expertise and with their just even feedback and, you know, assistance. She said, I, I hadn't been out there for a while and I'd kind of forgot how unusual it was in here. So that's kind of the third point of community building is your spirit is going to create an atmosphere. And you just want to always keep that prayerfully before the Lord, that it is the kind of atmosphere that is that will cultivate community. And so I think it's for all of us to, to, to continue to be doing our own work with our own inner life, that we don't cultivate communities that are characterized by you know, a competitive spirit, a striving spirit, a fear of missing out spirit, a contentious, a jealous, you know, if, if we deal with these things in our own lives and we show up with a, a heart of surrender to what the Lord wants to do and not just what, you know, Mindy and Jenny want it to be, but it's, it's really a surrender to the Lord to say, have your way here, God. We are showing up with a lot of ideas. We have mastered tools. We we can think about how to do things, but none of this is going to serve any eternal purpose unless it, unless it is filled up with you, Holy mm -hmm. Spirit. And so we step back and we create space for that and we take our hands off. We don't want to control it and make it small and make it tight and make it ill-fitting. We want it to be comfortable and generous and bright and full of hope. Yeah, wonderful. And amen to that. <laughs> Amazing. Great tips. Great tips. So with being or making, creating community for the past, you said you started in 2016, right? So that's uh, that's about eight years already. There must have been many mistakes and failures <laughs> throughout that journey. Um, is there one in particular that you learned a lot from that you want to share about with our listeners? Yes, I love sharing about the mistakes because <laughs> unfortunately, Jane, I don't know if you've noticed this about life. It just seems like we're a little bit wired to learn much more from our mistakes than from our successes. Yes. <laughs> so the mistakes are our gifts in disguise, aren't they? One of the sayings that Jenny and I developed around Flourish Writers is that it's all a grand experiment. And this has freed us to be able to try things. And it's enabled us to, that when we get to that point where we're planning something, you know, we're, we're trying to figure it out, we're, we're talking with people, or what, what do people want? What, what's the market looking like? It wants God. What do you want? You know, putting <laughs> all these factors together. 
then rather than continuing to ruminate until we think we have it all perfect, we say, okay, we're just going to try. We're going to step out and it's all a grand experiment anyway. At the very least, we'll get good data and then we'll know for next time whether or not this was a very good idea. So that all sounds very promising. However, sometimes we got ourselves into a situation where we had put a lot of effort into something. You know, earlier I said, test it out while you're still developing it. Then you don't invest all this time, energy, and money into something that's not going to fly. But we had this particular project that the nature of it necessitated a fair amount of work before it ever saw the light of day. In the course of developing it, we also changed our minds a lot. So that would mean that parts of it needed to be revised. And then one time, I joke not, I think we changed our mind back. I was like, oh my God. Okay, no, it's true. It's better. It's better. It's better to go back to because we tried this change and it, it didn't work. Okay, we have to go, go back. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. Just keep breathing. It's fine. And then we, you know, I don't know, wanted to add something and that, oh my God, it was getting so big and hard and expensive. And we were working with a designer. Mm-hmm. And, and then finally, Jenny's like our little barometer. I, I get, I get into, I can work hard enough to make this happen. And Jenny's like, I'm just, it's just not feeling like a good fit. I'm like, ah, <laughs> no, you know, we've, we've worked too hard on this. So, so Jane, we were getting pretty desperate because we also really need, like there was a gap in our like production calendar that was waiting for that thing. And if that thing didn't come, then we were not going to be able to meet some financial obligations that we had. And so it was getting it was getting tight and it was getting super frustrating. And yet we did not feel the Lord saying yes. And so we're like, ah, God, what's going on? Why aren't you saying yes? Because we're pretty sure that you said yes 18 months ago when we started working on this. So why isn't it clear now? Okay, so long story short, we finally had to shelve that thing. And we had done a big conference and this was the offer Mm. on the back end of the conference. So you conferences gather a lot of people. There's a lot of energy and it's a great time to make an offer because people are like, oh my gosh, Flourish, you're so amazing. This was amazing. I want to do it. You know, I want to do this thing. Okay, here, you know, here's the thing we've been working on for 18 months that we're finally going to get to release because now we have our captive audience. (gasps) It's not going to work. Oh my God, what are we going to offer to these people who are now like knocking down our doors, (laughs) our virtual doors saying, what's next? What's next? What's next? And in the background, we had... We had, we had this idea of an academy. We had been wanting to do one and we just didn't feel the, the go ahead. So we're sitting here with this thing that we, we thought we got the word to work on this thing. Now it's like in question. And so we, we step back a fair amount of frustration and disappointment. 
and then looked, okay, God. So here's a lesson in all this. In, in the midst of your failure, it is sometimes very hard to hear God because you heard him back there and it's hard to say, okay, is, did something change? Because no, it, no, I'm standing on this word. Oh, wait, that's now not feeling peaceful because we're, we're always searching for that feeling of peace. It can be hard work, but it needs to be a, a foundation of peace. This isn't feeling peaceful. God, what's going on? And then the prayers become a little more like accusations than genuine requests. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, God, what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> not please speak to me mm-hmm. about what's next. No, I'm actually really, really fed up right now. So I'm not praying a genuine prayer to ask. Finally, I got around to the genuine prayer to ask. And we, Jenny, Jenny and I were chatting and we're like, do you think the thing we're supposed to offer is the academy? It's like, but we only have six weeks to put that together. Is that enough time? Because we'd, we'd been talking and thinking about it. We hadn't sketched anything out. You know, we, 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 didn't, we didn't even have a single paragraph of copy mm-hmm. about a Flourish Writers Academy. And it would need to be launched in six weeks. And so we prayed about it, I think, for another day. And we both felt like, yeah, it's the Academy. And so in some ways, we were super excited because we had been wanting to do that. In other ways, we were horrified that it was now going to have to be thrown together in six weeks. But here's the crazy thing, Jane. So out of that great failure came this incredible opportunity. And you know, when you are saying yes to God, even though it's, it is uncomfortable and it's on the heels of some regret and sadness, you say yes to that new thing. And when his blessing is in it, miracles can happen. Yeah, yeah. Because within about five weeks, we had it all put together. This super fun, incredible 12-month journey that we were going to invite people on to join us for the next year. And it worked. It wasn't effortless, but it was so peaceful and so joyful. And it it set us up within that academy. We were able to create some materials that have done so much good in our writers' lives. It was like the Lord would just fill it up with so much grace because we were willing to let go of the thing that we thought we wanted and to say yes to the vague thing that we kind of had wanted maybe and to do that thing that the lord was asking us to do and we learned so much we built amazing relationships with people that you know are still part of our community now and and have developed some materials that have borne so much good what a flourish writer said to me once i i bet you can't wait to get to heaven to meet all the peoples whose stories you've helped to birth. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. And it, it, it's like hearing this story is not just, you know, about failure or mistake, but it's also about letting go of stuff, you know, uh, regardless of how long you've worked on something. It's just like, no, well, when God puts you on a different path or like calls you somewhere else, 
you know, it's about obeying him. Um, you know, are you really surrendering everything that you do? That was really tested here. I mean, to throw together something for 12 months, you know, within five weeks is is pretty challenging. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It was. It yeah. did not seem like the best idea, but we felt that's what the Lord was guiding us to do. Yeah. And to some degree, we continued to develop it over the next 12 months. You know, it didn't, it didn't all have to be ready. Of course. We yeah. did weekly workshops that sometimes a half hour before the workshop, I was, you know, putting the finishing touches on the last slides yeah. and yeah. that kind of thing. So it was still some teeth gritting moments within that, that first 12 months, but the Lord will equip you yeah. when we always make, um, we make calculated choices when we're selling something before we've created it. You know, we are, we have a system in place. We're not reckless and no. taking people's money and uns unsure that we will be able to provide yeah. what we say. No, there's, there's some sort of plan. <laughs> I totally get it. But it's a, a very good reminder for people to, to just like start doing something, you know, b before you're even ready, literally. And then, yeah, you'll you'll make it work if you have to. There's an accountability there as well. Instead of like, I'm going to create this course and it will take me, I don't know how many months. Yeah. All yeah. And, you know, even this year, actually, speaking of the built-in accountability, Jane, <laughs> you're really onto something there. If you're a creative, you have lots of ideas, lots of good ideas. And then you get into something and it gets even bigger. And then you could do this and you could add that. And the wonderful thing about it needing to be done by Saturday at 6 p.m. is that you've just got to rein yourself yeah. in. So we have been trying to do some writing for the past two years. And, and at the beginning of the year, we keep saying we're going to do it. And then we don't do it. And so this year we said, okay, all right. We can see that we are battling to get around to this. So we're going to create a live masterclass experience for everyone who wants to write a Bible study this year. And we're all going to do it together. By the end of nine months, we will have our study in our hands, which we have failed to do for the past two years. <laughs> and you will have your study in your hands. Okay, we're battling to, to hold ourselves accountable. Then come, we'll gather a community that will hold us accountable. <laughs> and we'll do the same for you. Isn't that perfect? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's hilarious yeah. and it's quite genius. Like it's going to be so much fun. It is. It is. It's also way more fun to go through the process together instead of alone. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Well, lots for people to unpack here and, and <laughs> to start experimenting with. Um, if they want to reach out to you or they want to know more about your community, where should they go or anything, you know, that you have going on that they can sign up for? Yeah, they can go to flourishwriters.com. And we've got some nice little freebies there that you can opt into. So any way possibly that you can give us our e your email address, we will take good care of it and let you know what's going on. We released some pretty sweet like free workshop series to our email list. And you'll be the first to hear all our conferences are free. And then we do offer, you know, a a package if you want it, you know, with life, lifetime access and some bonuses and stuff like that. Everything we do. In fact, I just saw an email this morning. Thank you for creating such professional quality resources at such a reasonable price. Mm -hmm. 
And it's just, it's part of the ministry side of what we do. We work hard to keep our expenses low so that we don't have to charge an arm and a leg to mm-hmm. be able to provide for our families as well. So so that's just part of our commitment to making making up in um, quantity the the ability to to provide amazing resources uh, at a reasonable price. Yeah, and I mean even the the free stuff because I joined one of your conferences as well is um, there's a lot of value there. It's not like okay, it's free so you don't get any value. No, it's like there's a lot of value, and there is so a lot you of get value. even more if you pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. So just wanted no, to say no, that. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of you. For because if I said it, people might not believe. Yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's really true. Well, we don't like it when we feel baited and switched with some kind of workshop or masterclass or live event yeah. or something or conference, and you think, yeah. really? Yeah. You call this a conference? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to thank you so much for, for joining me on the Born to Fly podcast and for sharing all of this information. And um, yeah, I just hope people just go there through your links, websites and sign up and join the community. Thank you, Jane. And thank you for what you do for your community, for showing up with uh, excellent speakers to share the insights you know from their lives from the work of doing it of trying to do this well and we appreciate you too thank you my dear thank you so much thank you for listening to the born to fly podcast if you liked it please leave a review on google podcast or apple podcast and don't forget to share it with your friends if you'd like to know more about born to fly go to borntofly.faith There you can discover our How to Find Your Calling course and a community for like-minded entrepreneurs. Looking forward to having you back next time.